Hello everyone, I'm Corey and we're talking manpower. Today we have our first ever repeat guest. We have Colonel Keith Rivers. He's now the Commandant of the Army Force Management School at Fort Belvoir, Virginia. Colonel Rivers, thank you so much for being with me again. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's no problem. Anytime. Could you explain to me the role of the Army Force Management School and, and why the school is important? Well, the Army Force Management School has many different roles in my mind. First, as a part of our mission, we teach force management education and training to the Army, to all Army, joint forces, civilians, contractors, anyone who wants to have a better understanding of how the Army runs. In my mind, we are the one-stop shop where all organizations and individuals can come to actually get a better understanding of how the Army runs, its processes, and the people that actually make the Army does do what it does. Um, we also play a very important role in the FA-50 functional area, MEL-4 development. As you know, we are 14 weeks of the MEL-4 qualification for all FA-50s as they go through their career development. That sounds like a lot of stuff going on, teaching a lot of different people um, how the Army runs. So what is your role as the Commandant of the school? Well, my primary role is to provide direction and guidance to the faculty and staff. The Army Force Management School is a little unique in when you think about schools throughout the Army. We're a non-trade-op school and we are government-owned contractor-ran school. So as we work with our contract partners, you know, we push very heavily on providing relevant and updated information to the force management community and the Army at large. So when we, when we spoke last time, you were the um, deputy commander of the U.S. Army Force Management Support Agency. Um, and from that, you've come here now to the Army Force Management School. So how was your experience at USAFIMSA? The experience was great. And I mean, coming over from, from the uh, USAFIMSA over to the Force Management School, as you know, for about the last six months, I was dual-hatted and then took over as commandant purely back in June. And both groups, both organizations are very professional. Both of them are linchpins and cornerstones into the entire force management community, with use of FEMSA doing primarily all the documentation of all the Army authorizations and requirements, and the force management school teaching about those authorizations, requirements, and the processes in the Army. So I think both are very significant. It's been a great experience being there and then coming over to the schoolhouse and, and you know, having a greater appreciation and being able to share my appreciation for you, what Yusuf FIMSA did with the students as they come through the Army Force Management School. So I know previous positions ago that you were the uh, chief of the FA-50 Personnel Development Office. So has that role helped you at all in, in the Army Force Management School role? Absolutely. I mean, so I'm a little dated. It was about four and a half, five years ago when I was the PDO chief. However, it gave me a good perspective because as the PDO chief, I was actually one of the core sponsors for the FA-50 qualification course. So having that past position actually gave me an understanding of how the school ran, at least for that one particular course, how we go through identifying course content and what's relevant to teach FA-50s as they go through. So 
being that being in that particular role a number of years ago in my mind boosts my knowledge and information on what we're currently doing at the Army Force Management School and actually allows me to reach back and reflect back because that's one of the big things that all leaders need to be able to do and have time to do is to reflect on the past so that they can move us ahead in the future. So I've, I've, looked, I've looked recently at some of the um, information that you've put out from the school and I've, I've noticed that you've started teaching the Action Officer Integration course. Are there any other new initiatives uh, that you're working on at the school? Yeah, I mean, so there's, there's lots of things going on at the school right now. Uh, the Army Integration uh, Court, the Action Officer Integration Course is a course that's sponsored by the DASC of the Army to where he wanted to ensure that action officers coming into the Pentagon had the tools necessary to provide and support what, what's needed to be a staff officer in the Pentagon. Other types of things that we're currently going on right now, this is a critical time for us because we have TRADOC coming in September and they will be going through our accreditation. So our reaccreditation for the schools coming up. We just received our certification from the Council on Education. So that's that's uh, that was just completed. We're currently developing about seven hours of course content for the ACIP-B where we go out and where the uh, Army War College and the Chief of Staff of the Army is training general officers, those first Brigadier General Colonel promotables so we're gearing up to do that come in November. Um, we continue to do more and more exportable training, kind of like MTTs that TRADOC does. Uh, just this week alone, we have the second iteration of the G2 course. We also have a team down at USASOC teaching our uh, special operators about force management. And we also have a team talking to senior NCOs at the Sergeant Majors Academy providing it, uh, instructions there. So. Lots of things constantly going on down at the schoolhouse, and we're just having a ball. So you definitely won't be taking leave anytime soon? Uh, unfortunately not. <laughs> so let's switch gears a little bit um, and, and talk in a little bit of a CP26 scope. So how does the Force Management School fit in with CP26? Well, so as a part of that FA50 qualification and that FA50 qualification course, there's also seats allotted for CP26, our civilian partners, in the force management community. So those those CP26 civilian partners, they actually can attend the 14-week FA50 qualification course as a part of their also as a part of their career development. Um, we also provide information constantly to other CP26 leaders out in the force. We work with pretty much uh, CP26 throughout all of our courses, whether it's a core course there in the schoolhouse or the or a course that's sponsored by someone. Mr. Dan Egbert in the Army G3, you know, great force manager, and we partner with him on the full week How the Army Runs course. So we have continuous contact with CP26 officials out there in the Army to help guide, provide uh, training, and also knowledge and influence on what we actually teach at the Army Force Management School. So I think from our previous conversation, you mentioned that you have over 25 years of service to the Army, and you've worked in FA-50, you've been at USAFIMSA, you're now at the Army Force Management School, and you coordinate a lot with CP-26. So what value does FA-50s, CP-26ers, 
and people who are in manpower and force management in general, what do they bring to the Army? So that could be summed up in one word, in one sentence. And years ago, Major General Diaz, who I worked for when I was at the PDO office, he would often say, FA-50s and CP-26, they help solve their boss's problems. And their boss's problems could be, how do they affect change across the Army? How can they get input into the processes that triggers those cog wheels that turn that actually allow the Army to run? So CP-26 and FA-50 force managers, they understand the process. They understand how their bosses or the information that they're trying to do or the changes that they're trying to, be, to make can get injected into those processes to where they're supporting their commanders, they're supporting their organizations to the ultimate goal of being able to support the Army and its Title X functions. So let's just switch gears one more time. What's next for Colonel Keith Rivers? Mm. So now at 27 years and continuing to serve, and uh, I'll continue to do that as long as possible. Um, just recently, I was identified to go and be the Chief of Force Management for the Army Forces there in uh, downrange. So I'm going to go off and I'm going to do that for a little while and continue to have engagements at the schoolhouse as the Commandant and provide as much guidance there. So, you know, there's... The road, the road is headed, you know, uphill continuously. There may be some twists and turns there, but uh, again, another great force management job in, in allowing commanders to accomplish our missions worldwide, I think is a great thing. And is there anything else you'd like to add? No, once again, I mean, Corey, I enjoy talking about manpower. I enjoy talking about force management because one of the things that I value very much it's the people aspect of it so as long as you take care of the people within the force management community those people will take care of the army in instituting and driving the army forward as we continue to change as we continue to evolve to meet our mission requirements well colonel rivers i know you're an extremely busy man uh thank you so much for being here for a second time the first ever repeat guest so I always enjoy talking to you. Thank you so much for what you do for the Army um, and the force management community. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. So you can find out more information about the Army Force Management School by going to afms1.belvoir.army.mil. Also, if you're interested about an Army Force Management School course, check out the website and contact the CP26 Proponency Office for application details. Until next time, have a great Army Day.